All right, guys, welcome back to another year of the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. This is our waiver wire show. This is going to be the week zero waiver wire. This is going to be out on Tuesdays during the regular season, so that will be well in time for you to make your waiver wire moves in your home leagues and in the FFPC and the other high-stakes formats. I know home leagues normally run the waivers on Tuesday night, high-stakes leagues generally on Wednesday night. We are, of course, going to go over the guys who need to be added on Yahoo, ESPN, CBS, you know, all the main platform sleeper as well. And we're also, you know, I'm going to cover the deeper league ads, the guys in 12-team leagues with 20 roster spots and, you know, the FFPC main event, the NFFC primetime, all of that good stuff. The Week Zero Waiver Wire show, I guess it functions in two ways. One, uh, I mean, I went through and did all my waivers this morning in my league, so these were the guys that I saw popping up the most often, and it sort of functions as a Week 1 Waiver Wire watch list, like guys, you know, maybe you're in a 10-team league, maybe you are in a 12-team league with only 15 or 16 roster spots, so maybe you don't need to be adding Zach Moss in that format, but definitely is something to keep an eye out. We do quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. Uh, If there's like a really big DST streamer spot, I will for sure mention that. We don't get a ton of those over the course of the regular season, uh, but quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. So let's go ahead and get into it, starting with the quarterbacks. Sam Howell has been one of the biggest risers in ADP since the beginning of summer at quarterback. I think he is clearly an ad. Uh, Rush attempts per game are one of the stickiest year-to-year stats for fantasy quarterbacks. So Sam Howell ran 9.9 times per game as a member of his college team. I think that is, honestly, I do think that's pretty important. Like I think that is going to end up being something that transfers over but he has also been running in the preseason. Howell doesn't have a particularly comfortable starting schedule. Um, He goes against the Broncos, Bills, and Eagles after that cupcake first game, but I do think he is, I do think he is extremely worth adding at this time, so uh, he would be the number one quarterback available in all of these formats. The next guys I would add, Brock Purdy and Kenny Pickett. Um, This would be early FFPC leagues, you know, maybe Purdy and Pickett didn't get drafted. They've been going um, quite often recently, but also deep leagues, uh, leagues with like 20 team benches or whatever. I think Purdy and Pickett are both pretty good stashes. I prefer Pickett straight up to Purdy, but obviously you guys need to tie break that on your team. If you have Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, CMC, you want Purdy. If you have Deontay Johnson, Pickens, Fryermuth, Jalen Warren, you definitely want Pickett in that spot. I wouldn't really go higher than like 7% on either of these guys. I don't think they're like league breaking guys. Really, the only quarterback on the waiver wire I see who could sort of finish as a top 10 guy would be Howell. And then the final quarterback to talk about is going to be Josh Dobbs. Dobbs is who I expect to be the starting quarterback for the 49ers, or not for the 49ers, for the Arizona Cardinals. Now, obviously, Dobbs is not going to be a guy you're adding in, really, I don't think any one quarterback format, maybe if we get to the bye weeks, but... If you drafted a super flex league early, if you drafted a two quarterback league early, Dobbs is probably out there. Dobbs is an athletic guy. Now he is 28 years old and he only started one game, but 6'3", 220 pounds, 4.640, uh, did run when he was at college and ran a little bit when he was quarterbacking last season. So I do think Dobbs, and Dobbs is my bet 
over Clayton Toon to be the the starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. Moving to the running backs, um, these are just all guys who need to be rostered in every league and who I would spend a lot on. Jalen Warren, Tank Bigsby, Devin Achain. Those guys are are absolutely must-ads. Then tier below that, I would add Tajay Spears, Roshan Johnson, Ty Chandler, and then my number one priority add, even over the Colts guys, is actually going to be Sean Tucker. He fell in the real NFL draft because of health concerns. If memory serves me correctly, I believe that there was concern over like a heart condition that he had, but he's already working in with the first team for the Buccaneers. He was an extremely productive college player, 589 carries in three seasons, 3,000 yards, 5.4 yards per carry, 27 rushing touchdowns, 64 receptions, four receiving touchdowns. I think Sean Tucker's very good. Now, I don't particularly think that the Buccaneers are all that good, but Tucker is really one of those guys out there who's in an ambiguous backfield who I believe can just straight up win the job. I, I think you could spend... 15 to 25% on Tucker in like a deeper format. So that's like main event, primetime, you know, leagues like that that drafted early. Like a lot of those slow early main events, I think Tucker is going to be out there and I think he is going to be the most popular bid. I think he is my number one priority in deeper formats. Then after that, we have the Colts guys, Deion Jackson, Zach Moss, and Evan Hull. I think that week one, Deion Jackson is going to see the most touches and that Hole is going to play after him. I think that Zach Moss is going to miss week one. He broke his arm in training camp. But the guy that I want is Evan Hole. He was a true workhorse in college, over 400 carries his final two seasons. And the biggest part of his profile was that he added 94 college receptions. I think that Hole, I mean, I guess... Hole, I suppose, is probably not a particularly special prospect or anything like that, but I do think that he has the best all-around skill set, whereas what we see out of Moss is just a straight-line grinder. He breaks a lot of tackles, but he doesn't add a lot of yardage after he breaks those tackles. He basically breaks the tackle and then sort of falls down. And then Deion Jackson is just sort of your, you know, just your incredibly average pass catching back. He's not going to run. He's not going to be really efficient. Maybe he's more a jack of all trades, but he's been in the NFL for a long time. He averaged 4.3 yards per carry in college. He was not, he, like, he was a receiving back in college, but not like a great one. So I'm probably not paying the prices needed to add Deion Jackson or Zach Moss, but I would be paying the prices needed to get Evan Hull. Then we got some deep league guys here. I think this is like 5 to 9% of your budget. Keontae Ingram, the clear running back two for the Cardinals. Rico Dowdle, the clear running back two for the Cowboys. Kyron Williams, who I don't love, but is fine. The three Denver guys, or the, not the three Denver guys, the three Bengals guys, uh, ranked in order of preference. Chris Evans, Travion Williams, and then Chase Brown. I know that Sean Siegel and some of the Rotoviz guys really like Chase Brown, but I think he is going to be a healthy scratch to start the year. And then Jaleel McLaughlin, uh, maybe maybe it's McLaughlin. I don't know. I don't know exactly. I don't know exactly how that goes. But what I do know is that he is the all-time leading rusher in college football. Kind of a surprise guy to make the roster, but 
Javante Williams' knee, Samaj Piran age. Like, there, there's a world where things go sideways for Denver, and McLaughlin ends up leading that backfield in carries. Um, he, he seems like a talented guy. I can't say I know, like, a ton about McLaughlin, but he is sort of the interesting type of profile that I like to add cheap. Uh, this would sort of be your take-a-peak style situation that we talk about all the time. Like, the time to add a running back is before they get really expensive. He's a smaller guy, 5'8", 187 pounds, but he ran a 4.540 and was uh, was just a really good college player at Youngstown State. So we are, we are in on McLaughlin. Moving to wide receiver, these are guys who need to be owned in every 12-team league, in my opinion. Marvin Mims, who I think I would go up to like 20% to get. Jaden Reed, Jalen Hyatt, Jonathan Mingo, Michael Wilson, Devontae Parker, and Van Jefferson. Um, if those guys are out there in the wire in your 12-team league, I do think they need to be scooped up. Some of our uh, FFPC bids, we got Tutu Atwell. I've been talking about him all summer, the third wide receiver for the Rams. I think he's actually probably better than Van Jefferson, and if he was a little bit bigger, uh, I think he probably would have been a first-round pick in fantasy football, or a first-round pick in the in the real draft. He was so productive at Louisville, but obviously he is, uh, he, he is truly... The, uh, the king of our short king summer. Um, really, I would anticipate him being like a pretty good targets per route run guy. Ran a 4-4. Four, four. Yeah, he weighs 155 pounds. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And he also drew 35 targets on less than 200 uh, routes run last year. I, I think that I think that he is going to be a targets per route run guy. I basically think Deontay Hardy is Tutu Atwell, but uh, as a member of the uh, as a member of the Buffalo Bills. Hardy was a, an extremely productive college player. Really was actually productive when he got on the field for New Orleans. The uh, the thesis behind this play is that Deontay Hardy is actually going to be the starting slot wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills and not Dalton Kincaid. And Kincaid, I mean, I think Kincaid obviously has a ton of ceiling, but I do think he probably starts the season slower than he does fast. Hardy, more experience in the NFL, rave reviews in camp. Uh, I believe, I mean, he, he clearly is ahead of Sherfield. He's clearly ahead of Khalil Shakir, who played last year. Isaiah McKenzie actually had a pretty valuable fantasy role for the Bills last year, the same role that, you know, Cole Beasley had. Uh, but he's just terrible. I mean, Isaiah McKenzie's just not a good NFL player. Couldn't even beat out Josh Downs, a rookie for the Indianapolis Colts. So I feel pretty bullish on Tutu and Hardy. Um, and then Wandale Robinson is my favorite guy. He should be out there in most leagues that drafted early. We didn't get the news that Robinson avoided the pup list for the Giants until recently. I feel incredibly good about adding him on teams. Now, some of my Fantasy Football League co-managers, I was just chatting with Liam, Evan Silva told me we can't add Wandale, so not everyone agrees with me on this, which makes me believe that he is going to be fairly cheap to add on Week 0 waivers. I don't think he's clearly going to beat out Slayton, Hyatt, and Campbell for the first few games, but in my opinion, he's the most talented wide receiver on the Giants roster, and honestly, maybe my favorite non-Chiefs player in the NFL. Getting Wandale now and stashing him, I think, is a potential league-winning move. You know, the wide receiver ADP is so out of control. Everyone loves wide receivers now. And getting wide receivers who can get as many targets as Wandale is, I think is, honestly, I just think it's kind of impossible in fantasy football these days. So Wandale is a priority add for me on the week zero. waiver wire. Finally, tight ends. Hunter Henry 
you drafted early enough, Henry could be on the waivers in pretty much any format, even deeper formats. The Patriots kept only two tight ends, but they probably are going to activate Matt Sokol from the practice squad. They're really thin at wide receiver, but maybe more importantly, they are also thin at good wide receivers. I mean, would you say the Patriots even have one good wide receiver on the roster? Like, I don't I don't really think I would. I think they I think they basically have no good wide receivers on the roster. Henry had four games last season in 2022 with over 97% of the offensive snaps played. I would personally not be surprised if that is just his baseline this year, if that the Patriots just ask him to play like an inhuman amount of snaps. So in any tight end premium format, he's a must roster. And even if you missed out on the elite tier of tight ends, like if you grab, if you have a Dalton Kincaid, if you have a Laporta, a Musgrave, even like a Tyler Higby or whatever, Hunter Henry is just going to add like a stable, calming presence to your wide receiver room. He is my favorite tight end to add off waivers. Jake Ferguson, basically Hunter Henry, but with more talent surrounding him. So his target ceiling, I think is lower. Like if Jake Ferguson sees a double digit target game this year, to me, that probably suggests that things went quite awry for the Cowboys, but I don't think he can be left on the wire in any 12 team format. Luke Musgrave, actually Colin Drew, uh, just told me that in one of his FFPC uh, main events, Luke Musgrave got left on the waiver wire. He must have done an early one, so he didn't even get drafted, which I think is uh, I think is sort of interesting. But basically, I think you just got to get him. Uh, in any league where he's available, I think you're spending a minimum of 10% of your budget to get him. Obviously, tight end premium, you go even more than that. He led the Packers in preseason targets and routes. Romeo Dobbs has an injured hamstring. Their blocking tight end, Tyler Davis, got hurt. Josiah Daguerre was banged up in the preseason. And the other rookie tight end, Tucker Kraft, just has had a, a slow start to the year. And then the other deep league ads, guys that I think in uh, tight end premium need to be added, Trey McBride, Cole Turner, Kate Otten, and Mike Gesicki. These are, I mean, those are lower bids. Like I definitely would not go crazy on them, but they all seem fine. Um, if you guys have any feedback on the waiver wire show, if you want me to focus a little bit more on shallower leagues, if you want me to focus more on deeper leagues, you know, if you want, uh, I, I remember that I mentioned Grant Calcaterra last year because Dallas Goddard got banged up and that I, I had to have been the only waiver wire podcast column, whatever space that mentioned Grant Calcaterra. So if you guys like the deep stuff, that's cool. Feedback, always helpful. Uh, I want this to be a, an effective and streamlined product for the listeners. So please let me know. I hope we have an absolutely great season. Let's crush it. Let's win some championships.